Today is the 11th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it is uh, always a joy to be here with you to take the next step forward on our journey through the scriptures this year. And we're coming to the end of our first full work week of this brand new year. Uh, so hopefully uh, you're feeling kind of moved into the new year. Hopefully the uh, rhythm of the Daily Audio Bible is a part of that journey. And I, th- I think we're getting kind of moved into this rhythm of the year uh, that will carry us to the center of our souls because the Bible has a way of doing that. And uh, will also influence the way that we, uh, that we conduct our exterior lives this year. So, well done for, uh, for making it this far. We've been reading from the New International Version this week, and we'll uh, take the next step forward in the book of Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible. Today, Genesis chapter 24, verse 52, through 26, verse 16. And uh, by way of reminder, Abraham has sent his servant, uh, because Abraham is now in his old age and has lost his wife, Sarah, He sent his servant to his own family to find a wife for the child of promise uh, named Isaac. And uh, that's what's happened, and we're in the middle of that story. And uh, so we'll pick up where we left off in Genesis chapter 24. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord Then the servant brought out gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave costly gifts to her brother and to her mother. Then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. When they got up the next morning, he said, Send me on my way to my master. But her brother and her mother replied, Let the young woman remain with us ten days or so. Then you may go. But he said to them, Do not detain me, now that the Lord has granted success to my journey. Send me on my way so I may go to my master. Then they said, Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebekah and asked her, Will you go with this man? I will go, she said. So they sent their sister Rebekah on her way, along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her attendants got ready and mounted the camels and went back with the man. So the servant took Rebekah and left. Now Isaac had come from Beer Lahai Roy, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. 
So she took her veil and covered herself. Then the servant told Isaac all he had done. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married Rebekah. So she became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Abraham had taken another wife, whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. The descendants of Dedan were the Asherites, the Latushites, and the Lumites. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephur, Hanok, Abida, and Eldea. All these were descendants of Keturah. Abraham left everything he owned to Isaac, but while he was still living he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them away from his son Isaac to the land of the east. Abraham lived a hundred and seventy-five years, and Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age, an old man and full of years, and he was gathered to his people. His sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, near Mamre, and the field of Ephron, son of Zoar, the Hittite, the field Abraham had bought from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with his wife, Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac, who then lived near Beer Lahai Roy. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Ishmael, whom Sarah's slave Hagar the Egyptian bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, listed in the order of their birth. Nebaiot, the firstborn of Ishmael, Kedar, Adbil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima. Jetur, Nafish, and Kedima. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these are the names of the twelve tribal rulers according to their settlements and camps. Ishmael lived a hundred and thirty-seven years. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. His descendants settled in the area from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt, as you go toward Ashur. And they lived in hostility toward all the tribes related to them. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean from Paddan Aram, and sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife Rebekah became pregnant. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, 
and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was a red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment, so they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out, with his hand grasping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, Quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. This is why he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, I am about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank, and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Now there was a famine in the land, besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, and Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister, because he was afraid to say, She is my wife. He thought, The men of this place might kill me on account of Rebekah, because she is beautiful. When Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him, Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the men might well have slept with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. 
So Abimelech gave orders to all the people. Anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. Matthew 8, 18-34 When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. Then he got into a boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. When he arrived at the other side in the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. Psalm 10, 1-15 Why, Lord, 
do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts about the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. Your laws are rejected by him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, Nothing will ever shake me. He swears, No one will ever do me harm. His mouth is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocents. His eyes watch in secret for his victims. Like a lion in cover, he lies in wait. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his nets. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God will never notice. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, He won't call me to account? But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. Proverbs 3, 7 and 8 Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Okay, so in the book of Genesis today, we said goodbye uh, to Abraham. And of course, we've been following the story of Abram, who heard from God and followed him into a land that he had never been in and, and, uh, and entered into covenant with God. His name was changed to Abraham, and he influences the world until today. And so we've just read of his life in the book of Genesis, and now he has died and been buried in the cave of Machpelah, where he buried Sarah. Uh, but this isn't the last we will hear of Abraham. We'll hear of Abraham for the rest of the Bible, and uh, he influences the world until today. In fact, uh, we could easily say Abraham is more influential as far as a patriarch, as far as an ancient one over the world's religions of today than anybody else. And that would be true. So we should take a moment and, uh, and give honor where honor is due. We're saying goodbye to Abraham. He's laid his head down in death. 
Now, there were two sons, right? Uh, Ishmael and Isaac. And we went through some of their family tree. So Ishmael goes off and has his own... His, the generations that follow become their own people. And we're kind of tracking with the Isaac story. And that will be the story that we will chase the rest of the Bible. So Isaac has married Rebecca. And we read of how, how Rebecca came to be Isaac's wife. And they have had twin sons, Jacob and Esau. And it's very easy, especially if this is the first trip through the Bible, to go, these are very fascinating stories and interesting things. And yes, I can see that there's a lot to think about, but I don't know how all the story's connected. It's all connected, which is why we kind of take time to pause and go, let's remember how we got here. Because all of these stories and all of these generations are going somewhere. And we'll be following that story throughout the Bible. We get into the book of uh, Matthew. And we're continuing to kind of uh, observe and get to know Jesus and his personality and his ministry style and places that he went and things that he did. And uh, certainly there were, were miraculous things in today's reading, but maybe more important is the fact that Jesus began to reveal that if you want to follow him, uh, it's going to cost you everything. And as we continue forward, that will become more and more apparent to us, not only as like a concept, but also in practical ways. Uh, we'll learn that, that the faith that we have placed in Christ and this journey of faith that we are walking on will be the continual journey of ridding ourselves of all entanglements that would hold us back from union with God. And isn't that ultimately the pursuit of our faith in Christ? Is it not to be transformed and become Christ-like and operate in this world on this planet where mankind is no longer separated by a chasm of sin between God and man, but that has been bridged and we are reunited with God? as was always intended for mankind. But we will find that the things that are, have attached themselves to us, the things that we have bowed down and worshiped to that aren't God, ah, I mean, every single one of those things is going to be uh, confronted. And uh, at every turn, we will have the opportunity to make a choice, and that choice will get to matter, and... If we will follow Jesus, then we will find that we have to be willing to release and let go of plenty of things. But we will find that these are the very things that, uh, that would, would make it impossible for us to become who we were created to be. And so, we'll be continuing to take that journey throughout the whole year. But we're still kind of here in the beginning and, and just reading these stories and Maybe this is the first time that you've systematically gone through the Gospels and just really, really uh, uh, um, paid attention to the stories. Like, yeah, we have all the Sunday school stories and we know all of the, the different things, but maybe this is the first time just front to back going through. And so it's important to just get to know Jesus in the stories that are found in the Gospels and then just simply ask ourselves, it, does my life resemble in any way the life that Jesus lived. 
And in some areas, we'll be able to say, yes, I, th I think so. I think in this area, I, I continue to grow forward and become more like my Savior. While in other areas, you would have to say, no, man, there's a lot of work to do here. Well, once that is exposed, though, a lot of times we'll just cover it back over. Don't have time, can't maintain all these responsibilities, just trying to get my spiritual fix and stay in touch with my heart. Well, we're going to have to find out that um, some of the other things that are in our lives may have to, to go so that we can pay closer attention to the things that are going to absolutely deeply matter and can transform the way we live our lives. It's just like what we read in Proverbs today. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. So, so that's an instruction and that is a trajectory or a direction to head in and we should, but the Proverbs goes on to tell us why. This, if you do this, if you do not be wise in your own eyes and fear the Lord and shun evil, then it will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So we're seeing in Proverbs that if we pay attention to what's going on within us, it is absolutely going to affect the health of what is happening exterior. So... Plenty to think about today as there is every day. And Father, we invite you into all of it. Uh, we can think about it all we want, but without your Holy Spirit's guidance, we can't plant these words in our hearts. We can't cultivate and water them so that they become the fruit of the Spirit. We can just become fertile soil, and so we do. And ask your Holy Spirit to come. Plant the Word of God in our lives. And as we continue forward, may we see new fruit of the Spirit sprouting up, a new way of thinking, a, a new way of being in the world, a transformed way where we are daily being sanctified, daily becoming set apart and made holy. These are things that only you can do, but we come with a willing heart and surrender and ask you to do this work inside of us. As we continue to sail deeper into the year and deeper into our adventure of life with you. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's the websites where you find out what's going on around here. So uh, be sure to stay tuned and stay connected. Uh, the prayer wall lives at dailyaudiobible.com. If you haven't had a chance to visit the prayer wall, please do. There's, uh, there's always someone in need of prayer and there's always people praying. And so this is a great way to reach out in prayer, whether you need it or whether you want to offer it. Uh, at the prayer wall and of course the prayer wall is also available in the daily audio bible app uh just press the uh, little navigation sort of like the drawer in the upper left hand corner and that'll open up a drawer where you can get to the prayer wall as well as other things uh so stay connected that's one of the beautiful distinctives of the daily audio bible community is that we are willing to love each other accept each other where we are on the journey and pray for each other and kind of stay in each other's stories, rooting each other along, just realizing I'm not alone. I mean, I'm not alone. 
Even some of the things that I think are dark inside of me that I'm confessing. I'm not the only one struggling with these things. I'm not alone. And that makes so much difference. It doesn't give us permission to keep harming ourselves in some way. But it does give us permission to know I'm not in this struggle by myself. And so I don't have to make it all by myself. My brothers and sisters are here. And so the prayer wall is a great resource for that. Uh, be sure to check that out at dailyaudiobible.com or in the Daily Audio Bible app. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link, and it just lives on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or, if you prefer... The mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello. Just here to pray for all of those out there that are just feeling the crush of loneliness right now. It's just, it can be overwhelming. Um, specifically, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Sharon Victorious, uh, Rebecca from Michigan, and uh, Dustin. Sorry, brother, I, I've been meeting. And keeping you in my prayers, but it's been a, been a while. So, hope you're still listening. Father, I just pray that you'll be with these people and um, put good, good, loving disciples in their lives to just be with them and to encourage them. And um, I just pray that the friendship and fellowship that they'll um, not be cut off because. That's really what the devil wants. It's a, a cowardly act, but it's it's how he gets us. He he likes to isolate us, and then when we're at our weakest and when we're when we're by ourselves, that's when he likes to strike and attack our faith and attack us on so many levels. So I just pray, Lord, that you'll just stop that, and then you'll sit and that you'll help these brothers and sisters with their loneliness and uh, just be with them. And I thank you so much for this community, and I pray that the community, too, will reach out to these uh, men and women who um, were brave enough to call in. And we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Dash from Indiana. I love y'all. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Margot from Australia. I am kind of just ringing to check in. I actually not even sure what my reason for calling is. I just felt like I wanted to connect with you. I do want to say welcome to all the new listeners. Um, I guess I I just wanted to say hi and let you know that um, ah we're in the thick of it. It's it, well it, in a good way. We are. 
nine days from leaving Australia to go to Liberia. Um, we have a couple of weeks in the UK for orientation, then a little bit of time in Uganda for some training, and then we will hit the ground in Liberia. So um, I'm pretty emotional. My um, youngest son just moved out last night, so I had a um, rather emotional reaction that I didn't, well, I shouldn't say I didn't expect it, but um, I would have been so busy I didn't think about it. But anyway, I'm just rambling. There's lots going on in my life, and I'm so grateful for your prayers. I'm so grateful to have the peace of Jesus in my heart, even though I feel a lot of grief about leaving my family and friends and dogs and homes and all that. But um, oh, it's amazing how I can feel his arms around me. Uh, I can feel your prayers, and um, I just love the Lord so much. I'm so grateful to have him in my life. Anyway, um, yeah, hope you guys are all really well. I pray every day for you, and I, I'm looking forward to listening to this week's community prayer line. You know that I will always pray for every single prayer request I hear, and even if I don't comment on it, I certainly pray. All right, love you all heaps. Bye. Speaking of maintaining, this is Net the Maintainer. Boy, apparently maybe I have a new name. So anyways, sitting out here in the old garage, rebuilding an old 47-year-old motorcycle, and I was listening to Nidia talking about her kids uh, and the video games, and I want to tell you a story about mean old mom, Net. So... Back in the early 90s when video games weren't, you know, so involved, you know, I kept on asking my kids, I'd say, hey, come on, let's go, let's go get dressed, let's go get the room clean, you know, let's go to the zoo, let's go do this, let's go do that, and they'd sit there, oh, five more minutes, five more minutes, well, this kept up and kept up and kept up for about two, three months, and I saw the decline, and I understand what she's saying, because the kids just got so withdrawn, and pretty soon kind of insolent and, and rotten and it was probably one of those days where you know I was kind of on the edge anyway <laughs> I took that video game and I grabbed a hammer from the <laughs> from the garage and I smashed the video game right in front of them uh, now needless to say they ran to their room and got their clothes on uh, rather quickly <laughs> but um, you know sometimes maybe you don't have to go that extreme but it, it was one of those things where I was just like I've had enough right and believe it or not I am the mom in this house they are not so I know when I see things being a sin I'm going to remove it so therefore maybe you only need to remove it for a time just enough to get your point across but uh, maybe sometimes you have to remove things completely. <laughs> I love you guys. My kids laugh about it now, but I thought it was kind of funny at the time. <laughs> so anyways, hey, I love you all. Have a great day. Bye. I just wanted to thank God um, because back in November, I lost my job. And throughout the period of time of me being without a job, um, God has provided for my family a five. Um, was always making sure that I was able to get by week to week while I was without work. Uh, just here within the last couple weeks I have started a new job 
and the job that I have started is actually a more better paying job than what I did have. So I just want, you know, I just want to thank God for his love and compassion that he makes sure to see all his children through financially and anything that, any hard hardships that they go through. Thank you. Love you guys. God bless.